pray over it real quick, and then I'll start the video. Okay? Father God, thank you for this opportunity to um, better our marriages. Uh, thank you for the uh, gift you've given us of the sizzle in our marriage and the appropriate place for that. And uh, pray, Lord, you would strengthen these marriages that are uh, in this classroom and the ones that are in this church as well. That you would bless this message and this topic right to our hearts and so we can apply it throughout our lives. Thank you for being here with us and for all these things in Jesus' name. So, how many of you all have read the Song of Solomon to each other? Have anybody ever done that? Good. It's homework, part of your homework. Break it out. It broke out between him and her. The guy read, of course, the guy reads him. Read Solomon. The girl can, the girl can read the girl part. Read it a chapter at a time. Read it back and forth. It's uh, you'll get the same reaction those young guys up there did. You know, they they kind of cherry pick there. It gets even a little better. It's a good book. Just as kind of an aside, that book was um, seriously considered, along with the book of James, to not be included in the Christian canon. Because they couldn't see its purpose. They couldn't see how it was beneficial or meaningful to the story or you know to the to the message of the Bible. Yeah, well, and they thought it was a a, a way bit racy. So and it is. But it's I like I like what that guy up there said, how ingenious of God to include that. In, in the Bible to show you that he's not afraid to describe and to talk about that stuff candidly and openly. So I, I want to go over the, <coughs> the kind of outline just real quick. The satisfying sex life is built on a foundation of and the first one is commitment and it says faithfulness and it says Regularly reaffirm your commitment. Um, build or rebuild trust. Develop a healthy attitude towards your spouse. This is one from other stuff we've done that is probably really important to do, is to remember that your spouse isn't your enemy. So you gotta remember to rebuild that healthy attitude towards her and have a positive attitude towards her. And then develop a healthy attitude towards sex. Um, look at it as God looks at it. It's a union. It's mutual. It's not a one-sided thing. Um, the next one for commitment is respect. To be a good listener. Um, that's very important, both sides. Uh, validate each other's perspectives and opinions. 
then associated with that is never condescend or talk down to each other. So remember to, to validate each other's perspectives and then when those perspectives don't line up with yours, don't approach that person as they're stupid because they're not seeing the same thing the same way you are. And then forgiveness, this is a very important one, keep short accounts with each other. That's very important, right? Um, I know the old joke is that women never forget anything, and 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 as a guy, I don't forget anything either. And we, but it's healthy to remember those things so that you don't repeat mistakes. But it's not healthy to remember those things to use as weapons later. Choose to live in the power of blessing. What is? What do you think that means? Bless each other on a regular basis. Bless when you don't feel like blessing any person. So let's define blessing. Define blessing for me. Do something to help them. Do something that makes their daily life different levels, obviously. But for us now, it's just blessing like Say, what can you do? You can bless them by your Sacrificial acts, going above and beyond, or going outside of yourself. And remember, love covers a multitude of sins. Um, in my mind, that means that that that's, goes back to that keeping short accounts. That's, uh, if you love somebody, you know they're imperfect, and you're just you're going to love them anyways. Sex can seem risky and can leave a spouse feeling vulnerable. Then the next one is passion. First one under that is planning. Make it a priority. If you don't make it a priority, especially if you have children, 
or are busy in other places, it won't happen because it takes effort and, and it needs to be it needs to be made a priority. Um, schedule it for the best part of your day. I, I unless you have PTO or paid vacation or something like this, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make the best part of your day fit into your schedule. Does that make sense? Right? Right? Because the best part of your wife's day could be at 9.30 when she gets up. No. And you know, and the guy's best part of his day could be at 7.30 when he's got home and he's had supper. Right? So you're going to have to find a way to, to schedule the best time of your day so they coincide. Um, next one is creativity. Enhance the setting um, and vary the approach. Uh, stagnancy, repetitive, repetitiveness, ruts that, that um, kills momentum and desire and excitement. Yep. As we just said. And then companionship, communication. Um, like the uh, guy up there said, you need to share openly. You need to let your wife know what you're feeling, what you're desiring, um, what, what, and wives to the husbands as well. You need to know, let them know how you're feeling, what you're desiring, what you like, what you don't like, what works, what doesn't work. Uh, and then you need to listen carefully too. So not only are you sharing, you're also listening, which is a huge part of a marriage anyways, is that it's a two-way street. Uh, We've had to use timers before, like five-minute timers or whatever, or writing things down because we just couldn't listen. And we had to have it on something, but we could not interrupt. And so that was, that was helpful at the very beginning and even middle parts of our marriage. So. It's a very good tool. If you find yourself in a situation where you just can't talk, stop talking and go write it down and then slide papers under doors if you have to. <laughs> And I'm saying that because it's happened. So, um, then the next one's tenderness. Give creative expressions of affection. Um, creative expressions. Megan would be like, for Megan to me, would be like um, baking my favorite cookies. Or uh, if I've done my laundry, and I left it in the washing machine, I'll come home, it'll be folded and put away. Instead of her saying, well, you started it, you need to finish it, right? Those are, those, for me, that works. For her, doing the grocery shopping when she's not feeling up to it, she just doesn't, just not that. Um, taking care of the animals, doing things like that. I mean, stuff like that that she doesn't like, but she'll do if she needs to. But if I can do that stuff, I mean, those are, those are creative. Yeah. Or chocolate, coming home with chocolate without being asked. 
But, but creative, be creative. Don't do the same thing over and over again. And don't put it on a calendar either. This week I'll do this and then that. Try to be, be creative. Yeah, your own calendar would be fine. Your own calendar. Yeah, your own calendar. Yeah, okay. Good, good point. Show your love through non-sexual touch. I've actually had to ask what the definition of that is. Right? Because as a guy, and I'll be a little candid here, as a guy, touching as a guy is a, is a sexual thing. That's my brain. I'm pretty sure it's the guy brain. The female body is, is something that we enjoy and it's something and, and just we're just wired for tactile sensation. That's how we're set up. So we have to ask ask the wife, what is non-sexual touch? What does that mean to you? Right? And so and I've asked that. Holding hands is is one way. Um, I know there's been studies done that uh, kissing somebody on the forehead is an incredibly intimate, non-sexual way of doing something. Um, uh, hands around hit, hands around the waist. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Sitting on the couch next to each other. Just watching the TV. Sitting close, maybe sharing a blanket. Yeah. But like I said, I had to ask. I had to ask that what, what that was. Uh, spending time together, share mutual interests. After you've been married for a while, you you tend to, to have your own interests, so you need to find something mutual to share. Instead of just saying, "Well, I'm going to go cut firewood. You're going to come with me. You're going to throw on a sweater." <laughs> That's not a mutual interest, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> or, I need a new pair of shoes. Let's get in the car, you're driving That's to do the shoes. Not <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, everybody's smiling and laughing. So, th th those are. So mutual companionship is, and I'm going to correct me if I'm wrong, but mutual companionship, what she's saying is sometimes guys are just happy with the wife hanging out with them, being in the same space. But I, but I think what they're saying here is a mutual interest, something that you're going to do together. Megan and I like cooking. Um, we like um, board games and card games. Uh, we like coffee. Um, we like trying out new food, um, trying new restaurants. Those are mutual interests. Those are things that you can experience together and talk about together and have something to fall back on. And revive the lost art of dating. Uh, you dated her before you married her. Almost all of us did. We wooed her. We give, once we get married, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, you give up on the wooing. You've won. So there's no need 
to date anymore. No, women don't, women don't buy that. They enjoy the dating process. They want it to continue. They want that sense of being wanted and being pursued. fulfilling to know that you have accomplished something, right? I think men like it. Not that women are something to be conquered by any means, don't get me wrong, don't have But I do think it's something that it's, we won, we conquered, we got an amazing spouse, you know? And it's, it's one of those things when the game's over, you don't play it anymore, type of thing, I guess you could say. It's how we could get in that rut. Which is dangerous. Again, you're not so good to talk right. No angry feminist. You know, agenda for yours. Do what? No angry feminist. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying. It's, 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 no, it's just that. I mean, yeah, and I agree with you. Yes. Uh, the man needs to continue his pursuit. Yes. Even though. And vice, we, versa, and vice versa, the woman needs to, to make it known that she likes to be pursued. Yeah. Which is the dating thing, yeah. And so, yeah. And I think that can work work both ways as well. And that I maybe overstep it, but I think the women can pursue the dating thing as much as the men can. The men may be a little more, is a little more in our in our wheelhouse, in our in our realm of responsibility. But I think the women can do it as well, right? One thing I'm learning about dating is. Hanging out, like, and just going somewhere isn't the exact same as dating. That lately we've been, we go places, do stuff, we walk around the store, and uh, we have fun. We do. Except there's one of our favorite shops, you know? But she's expressed that she wants to actually have dates where I plan and I actually make an effort rather than feelings at piano lessons, let's go to etc. You know, uh, so that's what I need to work on. I realize. So the key word there is planning, and the planning and, and effort and effort. Yeah. Yeah. Forethought. Yeah. The fact that you're not you're not just taking advantage of the situation right. of family being in piano lessons. Right. You actually had to think about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We did that. We've done that. I didn't do it as much as I should, but, and with all our travels, it was a little more difficult. But if I could make plans and have to say, hey, we're going to go drop the boys off and you and me are going to go do something. That always was a good thing. It always made, it always, even if it was something simple. But if it shows forethought, then you're absolutely 100% right. That means a lot more to your wife. And then the last one, uh, spiritual intimacy. Um, pray together as a couple. Uh, Megan and I are big proponents of this. If you don't do this, we strongly recommend you find a way to do this with your spouse, praying together. Um, and then pray for each other regularly. And we ask each other in the morning and at night what we need prayer for so we can pray for that throughout the day. And um, spend time reading the Bible together. 
you could couple this with your praying together. You could read the Bible with each other and then pray. Um, you can do this. This is another one of those things that's going to require forethought and planning because if we have children things like that, it's going to probably have to be something you do before bed, which means you may have to miss your favorite TV show in order to make these things um, a priority. Sleep. Sleep. Guys, and, and I know me, I have to be up stupid early, so I have to, if I want the sleep I want to get, I have to make sure I plan these things early, and I can't just say, well, I'll get it done. Yeah, I'd like to stay up and finish because then I suffer. So, and it says five verses or passages you can memorize together. I'll be honest, I haven't done this yet, but it's something I want to do. Then it says when spiritual intimacy is lacking, sex can become shallow and self-focused. Why? Why do we think that is? Spiritual intimacy is lacking. Why can sex become shallow and self-focused? Well, it's just human nature. If we don't have intimacy with God, individually and together, we're going to be selfish. Unfortunately. We always revert to selfishness unless God works in us. Right answer. It's also very attractive, I think, for Christian women or their husbands to be on fire for God. It's just incredible. I mean, seeing your husband model for you Christ's love and Christ's maturity and Christ's wisdom, all those things are just so, it makes you want to follow your husband. So you have a, a little worksheet. Um, I can give you guys 10 minutes to work on that and talk about it if you want. Um, making love work. We have two questions. Um, if you want to take 10 minutes to look over that and discuss that, and then we'll start the video back up again at uh, 10.20. 25 ish. I was going to go over this after the event thing, but I think that's something y'all should be on your own. I mean, it's, uh, huh? It's homework, and it's kid homework. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, those are things you guys can discuss on your own. They're a little uh, personal. Good personal. Do we have any questions or comments? I know there's just a few of us in here, but um, I'll reiterate session six. If you haven't seen it, it's on Right Now Media. You can watch it for free on there. Watch it, it's really good. Um, and I wasn't joking about the Kleenex. Make sure you got them. It's, the sad one, in a good way, but it's uh, very touching. Um, 
it's all about leaving a legacy, a godly legacy with your marriage and through your marriage. And uh, I know Megan and I are, are chain breakers in that. Uh, both of our parents were married and divorced. And, and uh, a lot of our families and direct relation is been married and divorced. And we're just are in highly dysfunctional marriages. So, uh, leaving that legacy, leaving a good example to those that are coming after you, your children and your children's children, is very, very important. Mm. And it's a very attack thing. It is. Marriage is not something that is it is uh, highly thought of, except for tax breaks. That's about the only thing. And, and I say that that way because I've heard that reason to get married more than once. People have dated each other or lived with each other for literally decades and then get married later because, you know, well, we figured we might as well. There's no reason for it other than tax break. Or, anyways, it's sad. Um, we have about 10 minutes. Anybody got anything they want to say or talk about? How about some of the other classes? pray this prayer at the bottom of that page and then you guys can pray it on your date night as well and I'll just pray it over us now and dismiss us a little early I don't think that's bad uh, dear Lord uh, creator you made us man and woman help us to connect in all ways in our marriage spiritually, mentally emotionally and physically help us discover greater and greater intimacy, and satisfaction in each other. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Remember to try to fall in love with your wife every day, right? And your husband, too. Find new ways to do it. It's difficult, but... And remember she's, and remember she's not your enemy. The enemy is your enemy. Keep your keep that perspective. <laughs>